Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Good morning. Today, we're on our second part of a series that we started last week. And the series is dealing with our vision. Our vision is to be connected to God, to the body, to a ministry, and to the world. And so the series that we're doing is being connected to the world. We started with 1 Peter, so let's go into 1 Peter in our review. In 1 Peter chapter 2, the title of the message was, How Precious is Jesus Christ to You? And we know that Jesus is precious to us. And we want to elevate that because we know that there are degrees of preciousness. Let's look at verse And coming to him as a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious, is prized, valued, honored, respected, worthy, esteemed in the sight of God. So we know that Jesus Christ is precious in the sight of God. And we also know that in verse 6 and 7, it says, For this is contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value then is for you who believe. So for the believer, Jesus Christ is precious also. And so we want to connect that message uh, with the one this particular uh, Sunday and the title of the message, I changed it this morning, is the title We Must Strive to Protect What is Precious to God. We must strive to protect what is precious to God. So if if it's precious to, if Jesus Christ is precious to, to us We must protect then that which is precious to God. What is precious to God? That's what we're going to talk about today. What is precious to God? What are some of the things? We know a lot of things are precious to God, but what are some of the things precious to God? Let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go there. And in Ephesians chapter 2, we'll see, as well as partially a review, even though we didn't go over that particular scripture, It tells us in verse 1, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, including the desire, indulging in the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace 
you have been saved and raised us up with uh, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not as a result of the works of man, unless anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in it. Now, that bridges what we were talking about last week because we talked about being born again last week. We talked about what it means to be born again. Uh, we left no stone unturned in that Jesus Christ is precious. And he's precious because uh, we had no way of coming back to God, the salvation of our souls, except by Jesus Christ. No one can come to God except through Christ. So we know he's precious. What are some of the things that God holds precious because we must protect those things? That was the next thing that God put on my heart. Now, I changed my message because I was going to another point today, and this morning I changed the, the total message and the also the title of the message. So I said, God, why do we need to protect this preciousness? Well, what he was sharing with me is that if you hold something precious, you have to protect it. And one, one just example of it is let's take a, just, a, a, just a regular example of, let's say, diamonds. Now, I think, is it, is it called a carrot or something? It's a diamond. It's pretty big. Uh, how about five carrots? Anybody give people five carrots? Uh, well, suppose you inherited from your great-great-grandparents and all like that a five-carat diamond ring. Also, 2.5 on each earring diamond. That's a total of how many carats? Ten carats. 2.5 on each. Five, five on hand. Okay. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten. A 20 carat bracelet. Diamond. Got diamonds all over this bracelet. 20 carat necklace. You, you think that would be valuable? That's about how many carats? About 50 carats. Now, I don't know how much, how much, but that says $10,000 per carat. Then that is how much money? Half a million, right? Half a million dollars. Would you protect it or would you wear it to the gym? <laughs> what do you think? We know that we are going to protect the preciousness of those stones. Is that correct? We probably wouldn't wear them to church. 
know, because you, you know you have guests, you don't know who's coming. <laughs> you might wear it on a special occasion. You're not going to keep it just lying around on the dresser. You're not. If you're a teacher, you're not going to take it off and put it on your on your desk. You know, when you're working in arts and crafts, you're going to protect the preciousness preciousness of these jewels. We have to protect the preciousness of the things that God holds precious. We have to, we have to protect it. Now, what are some of those things? I just want to talk about just a few uh, today. Let's turn to Revelation. Re- Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. Let's see what it says here. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. You can go to verse 14. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them were thousands upon thousands, and merits upon merits. And all of them were saying, we're talking about ten thousands, times 10,000 and thousands and thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessings and it says worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive He's worthy to receive those things. Power, riches, wisdom, might, honor, glory, blessing. Verse 13, and every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying, to him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. So from this, these four verses, we know that some things are precious before God because it's going on in heaven. We know that Praise is very precious to God. We know that glory is precious to God. Dominion, honor, wisdom is precious to God. He is going to be worshipped. He doesn't want us worshipping anyone else but Him because He is due worship. It is precious to Him. That's why in the Ten Commandments is your worship of the God. Worship belongs to God. Is we must protect the preciousness of our praise, our worship, our adoration. We can't just give it to anything and anybody. We can't accept it ourselves because it's due to the Lamb. It's due to the Father. It's not ours. And so when someone really wants to praise us and adore us and 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 think we're all that, we want to reflect 
that, like a mirror reflects things, like you can hold a mirror up to the sun and it'll reflect it to another place. We want to reflect it to him. That's what we want to do. Thank you, um, but it's only because of him. Do that because he's worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Let's look in one of the Gospels, Luke chapter 19. Let's look there. Praise, 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 honor, dominion, all that belongs to God is precious in His sight. We want to protect it, especially in these days, days and times when. Uh, people don't want us to give praise. They don't want us to give honor. They don't want us to give glory to God. Verse 37. This is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verse 37. As soon as he approached, uh, he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, 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 Olives. The whole crowd, I'll get it right up a while. <laughs> The whole crowd of disciples began to, what were they doing? Praise him joyfully. Praise God joyfully. Well, I wonder, is that precious to God? See, because all we're trying to do is establish whether something is precious to God. Because if it's precious to God, we must do what? Protect it. Now, if it's not too precious, it's not going to matter what, what follows after this. They were, they, were, they were praising him joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen. Shouting, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. That's what they're doing. Now, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Now, if praise was not precious, you'll say, well, okay. Hey, disciples, hey, don't, don't praise me. That, that's not important. It's not important to be praised. Well, what did he say? I tell you, this is Jesus' answer, if these become silent, who are the these? The disciples. If these become silent, the stones will crowd. How precious is praise? It's important. Isn't it? Because he says, I'm going to be praised. And if you don't praise me, the rocks don't crowd. That's something, isn't it? Let's look at Psalm 150, verse 1 through 6. Oh, it's important. It's important to praise him to give honor to him, to give glory to him. He is worthy. And we must protect that. Sometimes we get in a rush. We don't want to praise God at home. And I know you wouldn't you would not want to go to a church that didn't praise God. Then sing praises to God, because that's that's that must be protected. We can't get in such a 
The word is important. Would you agree? But we, we know that praise is important, isn't it? If we don't praise, if we just come say, hey, this is a word church, so we're going we to just get in the word when you come. Uh, just come uh, with your Bible, sit down, and we're going to start opening up. That's, what, that's all we're going to do. We're going to be missing something that's precious to God. We must protect it. we got to protect it. We have to praise God. We have to have musicians uh, that's talented enough to lead us in the high praise of God. Because if we don't have music and we don't have the uh, quality of voices, we're always praying God send us uh, musicians that are, are, are talented, skillful. Send us uh, people who can sing, talented singers. Because you don't want to be led in singing. How y'all sing? <laughs> you don't want to be led. And, and I'm worse than he is. So you don't want to be led, but the elders, you know, we got one up there, Elder Chad, that he, he can hold a tune, but we can't. The rest of us can't. I'm serious about this thing. You know, we can't do it. And we can't play any, any instruments either. But is it important? It's important. It's in the scriptures. Let's, let's read it. Psalm 151. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Oh, so it's important to praise him when you come in. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the with harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with string instruments and pipes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is it precious to God? It's precious to God. Praise is precious. He inhabits the praise of his people. It's important. Now, we know we have to give, we know honor is important. We know dominion is important. We know that praise is important. How about, is anything else really precious that we need to protect? Because it has a lot to do with our outreach. See, we're still on the topic of, of, of being connected to the world. And if these things that God holds precious is not precious to us, we're not going to be connected to the world in such a way to developing and cultivating relationships, trying to make relationships with other people who are not yet born again, who are unchurched. We're not going to spend time trying to develop relationships with them. We're going to be like the Pharisees. We're going to think we're better than other people. We don't want to be seen with them. They don't talk right. They use profanity. They smoke. They drink. Huh? Do they need Jesus? Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Let's look in another part. Let's go to Jeremiah. 
that's, that's the get to there. In 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 in, uh, in Jeremiah, what God was was uh, was doing is that His people. Um, let's look at verse eleven. His people are very precious to Him. Let's listen to it. For as the waistband clings to the waist of a man, and we can say as a, a belt clings to the waist of a man, those who wear belts, some of the young people don't wear belts. So I made the whole household of Israel and the whole house of Judah cling to me, declares the Lord, that they might be for me a people for renown, for praise, for glory. But they did not listen. In other words, he's saying in Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 11, that the whole house of Israel, the whole house of Judah, they were precious in his sight. And he wanted them to cling to him just like a waistband would cling to a person. They're precious. They're precious. And the and Israel now is still precious in his sight. Right there. Precious. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Very important. That's Old Testament. New Testament. Let's go there and speaking to us, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 because we need to know that Israel is, Israel is precious in God's sight. We need to know that. Because if you don't know that, you might be against God's people when if you read the Bible, you know that he's going to draft them back in. And so therefore... Their blindness was for us to come in, and if the wild branches drafted into, we know that the branch that belongs there is going to be drafted in. So therefore, Israel shall be saved. You can't be against Israel. It's precious. Israel is precious in God's sight. And in Ephesians chapter 1, it tells about the called out ones. Who are the called out ones? We are, aren't we? We are the saints. Saints are those separated, those called out. In verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints. Again, the saints are the called out ones, the holy ones, who are in Ephesus. Let's go down to verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we might be holy, separated, blameless before him in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through 
Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will. Listen to verse 6. To the praise and of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us to believe. The Let's look at verse 12. See, he, he did that to the praise of his glory. Verse 12, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. God wants us to be to the praise of his glory. He didn't save us for us to walk around like peacocks, think we're something, something or somebody. He saved us so that we'll be to the praise of his glory. That's very important. We are precious in his sight. Verse 14. Who is given as a pledge, talking about the Holy Spirit, of our inheritance, with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of whose glory? His glory. The church, the called out one, we are to the praise of his glory. That's what we're supposed to be, to the praise of his glory. Israel, to the praise of of his glory. He wants us to glorify him. We were, we were, matter of fact, created for his glory. It says in the Old Testament. It's very important. So we know that God wants honor, glory, he's doing, dominion. We know that he wants Israel to claim to him like a wasteland claims. We know that he wants the church to be to his praise and his glory. So we are very important. How does that uh, walk itself out in, in shoe leather? I know that it's very important the bride of Christ to him. So therefore, you don't mess with the bride of Christ. You don't mess with anybody's bride, do you? Especially God, God's bride. You don't mess with Christ's bride. Very precious. Very precious. And so that's one thing I know as elders that I try to find out before anyone's going to ever be an elder in this watch is that the body is precious, more precious, than what they think, what they feel, what they believe, or, or what uh, anybody says. If people are more important to elders than the glory of God, his church, you're in trouble. Because people can influence people. You cannot be influenced that's going to mess with God's bride. You don't do anything to mess with and we have elders in this church that they hold the preciousness of the church more important than their own personal 
agenda. It's very important. That's why it's always unity in eldership. Always, always has been for 15 years that I've been in, uh, in, in leadership. Uh, but we, we're always in unity, even if we disagree. When we come out of the room, the dust might be flying, but we're going to come out in unity. <laughs> we're going to come out in unity because it's, because it's, it's for the church's sake. It's a bride's sake. It's important. And everybody's not like that. Everybody's not like that. Some people, they, they, they'll destroy the church for the sake of their own agenda. Oh, not, not the other church. We have to do that as a, as a, as a body. We've got to hold the preciousness of, of, the, of the saints more important than our own agendas because it will, it will influence how you respond to people and what you do. What else is precious? Who else is precious? We, we know the body of Christ is. We know his, his, We know that our praise is glory. How about his name? How precious is his name? Let's look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 20. Because I think that I think that you know that to be connected to the world, you still have to hold the preciousness of God very high in order to do what he's asked us to do. And that's why I'm laying foundation upon foundation here. Uh, we talked about the preciousness of Jesus Christ, and now we're talking about uh, uh, protecting that which is precious because it means a great deal next week when we uh, start saying that, okay, since he's precious, since we're going to protect this, now what is he calling us to do in order to connect to the world? Well, next week we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see something that's very, very important uh, in reaching out to the world. What is very important to the world and very important to God next week. Now, let's look at verse 1. We're going we're gonna to go to verse 6. We'll skip around a little bit. Verse 6. Let's go there. On that day I swore to them to bring them out from the land of Egypt into the land that I had selected for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. I said to them, Cast away each of you the detestable things of your, of, of your eyes, and, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt, for I am the Lord God, your God. But they rebelled against me and were not willing to listen to me. They did not cast away the detestable things of their eyes, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I resolved to pour out my wrath on them. Now, you don't have to worry about that being born again. We're not subject to the wrath of God. Um, to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But, I acted for the sake of my name that I should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they live in whose sight I made myself known to them by bringing them out of the land of Egypt. So I took them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. Regardless of what they did, even though they had profane things before their eyes, 
even though they were worshiping idols. And if we want to put that in, in, in our day and times now, do we do things, see things, look at things, all those type of things that's really should, we shouldn't be looking at as, as, a, as Christians all over the world? Do we uh, look to other things, other people for our resources, for our help, other than God? Because he wants to be our help. He wants to be our comfort. He wants to be our provision. He wants to be everything to us. And if we're looking to anything else, whether it's our job, whether our, our parents, whether I don't care who it is, we can be looking to people for our comfort, our help, our things. And that can be idolatry to God. So don't think we're speaking of something that's way far removed from us. No, let's just make it relevant for us today. But God, for his name's sake, it says, for his name's sake, he didn't, he didn't do things that he could have done. He didn't just wipe them out because of that. He said, for my name. I want my name to be glorified. In other words, so therefore, I'm going to bring you out anyway. That's, that's, that's good. Verse 14. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations before whose eyes I have brought you out. Listen to verse 22. But I withdrew my hand and acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nation whose sight I have brought them out. Verse 39. As for you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, go serve anyone, everyone, his idols, but later you will surely listen to me and my holy name you will profane no longer with your gifts and with your idols. For on my holy mountain, on the high mountain of Israel, declares the Lord, there the whole house of Israel, all of them, will serve me in the land. There I shall accept them, and there I shall seek your contribution and the choices of your gifts with all your holy things as a soothing aroma I shall accept you when I bring you out from the peoples and gather you from the lands where you are scattered I shall prove myself holy among you in the sight of the nations and you will know that I am the Lord when I bring you into the land of Israel into the land which I swore to give your forefathers, there you will remember your ways and your all your deeds with which you have defiled yourselves and you will be you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for all the evil things that you have done. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have dealt with you for my name's sake, not according to your evil ways 
all according to your corrupt deeds, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. In other words, he's going to show mercy. Why was he showing mercy? What's his name say? What's his name say? Do you know that it's the same today? God doesn't want the unsaved to think bad of his name. He saved us. He's brought us out of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He wants to be glorified. He wants us to, to honor him, to bring him glory, to give him praise. He wants people to, to look at our lives and to, to glorify God because they knew us when. You see, all of our neighbors and our relatives, they knew us when we were unsaved. And so now they said, wow, that's a miracle. That's a miracle, you know. I remember him. Right? But now look at him. Wow. It's all because of this God he served. Tell me about this God. That's what he wants. He wants praise. He wants honor. He wants glory. He wants us to be that form because his name is very important. We have to protect his name. That's who we're going to have to protect. His name. We don't want him to have to protect his name in spite of us. He is, isn't he? But we don't want it that way because we were brought out to bring glory to him. So how can we, in fact, then protect that name that's above all names? Next week we're going to talk about this thing. When we're reaching out to the, to the lost, to the unsaved, it's very important that we hear what we're going to talk about next week because we have to protect that which is precious to God. And we know we are precious as his people and we know that his name is precious. We know that he wants honor, we want glory. So we are trying to put ourselves in a position where we can be more obedient to what God has asked us to do. This is going to all the nations. Make disciples. That's what he wants us to do. Don't be afraid. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.